Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Joyful Courage podcast, a place where we tease apart the challenges and nuances of consciously parenting through the adolescent years. I am your host, Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer and the adolescent lead over at Sproutable, a company that represents not only the growth of children, but also the journey and evolution that we go through as parents. And I'm in it, right? I'm walking the path right next to you as I navigate the teen parenting with my own two beautiful children here in the lovely Pacific Northwest. Joyful Courage is all about grit, growth on the parenting journey, relationships that provide a sense of connection and meaning, and influential tools that support everyone in being their best selves. Today's show is an interview. I invite you to listen to how grit shows up in my conversation with my guest. Thank you so much for being here. We are over 1 million downloads and 300 plus episodes strong. And you, your listening has taken us to the top 1% of podcasts worldwide. I so appreciate you. I really, really hope that you enjoy the show. Carry on. Hi, listeners. My guest today is Dr. Mona Gahara. After graduating from medical school with AOA honors, Dr. Gohara did her dermatology training at Yale New Haven Hospital, where she served as chief resident. <laughs> I love saying that because I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy, so I know what <laughs> chief resident means. <laughs> Dr. The Grey's episode with the dermatology clinic, that was even funnier. Anyway, go Yes, ahead. so good. <laughs> Dr. Gohara continues to teach at Yale, where she holds a faculty appointment as an associate clinical professor. Dr. Gohara serves as a medical expert for Elle, Cosmopolitan, Vogue, O, The Oprah Magazine, Good Housekeeping, Allure, and Real Simple. She's on the advisory board of Women's Health Magazine as well. Dr. Gohara has a husband and two tween boys. Besides mothering and doctoring, she spends time watching her son's basketball games, educating the public on skincare, skin health, skin cancer, and sun protection. She has done this through writing, lecturing on the local, national, and international level, and by engaging popular media. Hi, I'm going to call you Dr. Mona. Hi, Dr. Mona. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Casey. Thank you so much. What a kind introduction. I'm so happy to be here joining you and all your listeners um, to enlighten people about teenage acne. Yay. Great. I'm so glad to be talking to you as the mother of two teens. This is super useful information. My daughter, my oldest, actually just completed an esthetician program, just the oh, first six-month esthetician program. So she is well-educated in all things skin and keeps us in sunscreen. Wait, how old is she? She is 18. Oh, eight. Okay. I was going to say, my goodness, I didn't realize. Okay, great, great. Oh, she was the youngest in her group. And my listeners know she's had kind of an alternative 
educational experience. So she got her GED and then went straight into a trade school. So it was a really great great fit for her. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I have a 16 year old son and Rowan, my daughter is really useful as far as supporting us and supporting him and it can get slippery. So let's just start off by sharing the basics about what happens to skin during adolescence. Yeah. So, um, it's pretty simple. And what happens is there is a hormonal surge that in young men is testosterone and in young women is estrogen. And that hormonal surge kind of communicates and signals our oil glands to go into overdrive. So then our oil glands go into oil drive and produce like this robust amount of oil and the bacteria in our skin loves that. It's like McDonald's French fries. And we, we believe it or not, yes, we all have bacteria on our skin and the bacteria comes rushing towards this um, great ripe oil and it creates inflammation in the skin. Mm. So it's this hormonal surge followed by an increase in oil production, followed by this kind of um, collection of this bacterial posse hanging out on your skin that creates inflammation. Depending on how deep the inflammation, that corresponds with how deep and how extensive the pimple. For inflammation that's not that, um, you know, significant, you may have some whiteheads and blackheads. For information that's really robust, you may have deep, painful, tender cysts. And so it really is just different for everybody. And there's also, um, Casey, a genetic component. You know, some people can go through this cycle of what we call puberty and, um, and not be affected at all. And some people can, um, definitely have significant involvement of their skin. And I will say this, I definitely think, you know, it's my motto as a dermatologist and as a mom of two teenage boys myself, um, that nobody should have acne. It's Mm -hmm. like, to me, I consider acne a very highly curable, dealable situation. So for your listeners and parents out there or, or teens, who are struggling with this and feel like this, because this can really affect people's self-esteem. I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I'm not going to die too much, but um, this is a manageable problem. And that's what I want to just get across. That is so great to hear, because I think there's a lot of parents who kind of sit inside of, well, they're teenagers, so this is a part of the deal. And I hear what you're saying. I've seen it, you know, I've seen it. And it doesn't even have to be like, I mean, we've all seen it, right? All of us that are sitting here listening to you talk and thinking about even just one blemish, even just what it can be considered a mild situation, you know, for a teenager can feel like the biggest deal. And I think it's it's important that we not dismiss their experience and hearing you say for the record, right, this is manageable, this is curable is so... That just makes me feel so much better. And so oil on the skin, it's an inside job, right? Like, as I'm thinking about- It's an inside job. Now there are external things. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. that's a good good question. Thanks for bringing that up. But I I want to go back for one second, which is that like, you know, we always joke around as dermatologists, like if we have one pimple on our skin, we freak out. So let's not ever judge patients for having, um, you know, I love what you just said, that even if it's one pimple, it's one person's experience. And so we have to respect that and listen to that and understand how that can affect their daily lives. So Mm -hmm. I really love that. 
This podcast is sponsored by Factor. Are you old enough to remember TV dinners? They came in those tin trays and each part of the meal had its own little compartment. I remember eating those and watching Happy Days, followed by Three's Company, maybe a little Laverne and Shirley. I am that old. Well, the situation has been totally upgraded by Factor. Factor makes delicious, ready-to-eat meals. And unlike those quick meals of the past, every Meal from Factor is fresh, never frozen, chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including meals that are calorie smart, protein plus, and keto if that's your thing. Also, there's more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. In my last order, we got red chicken chili, tamale bowls, and Italian sausage pizza casserole, as well as other delicious meals that my family loved. Plus, there's breakfast and smoothies and all sorts of other add-ons to make life simpler while also keeping it healthy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Right now, head to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use code joyful50 to get 50% off. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50 to get 50% off. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So in terms of other things besides hormones that can kind of play into it, let's myth bust for a second. Okay, yeah. um, There are external factors that can make acne worse if you have a tendency towards it. One is our beloved masks. Right now, the masks are like wreaking havoc on everybody's skin. Guess what? We need them. I'm not advocating that nobody should be wearing masks. Everybody should be wearing masks. That being said, they are wreaking havoc on our skin because all this like moist, like spitty, sweaty stuff is so gross hanging out (laughs) under there for like hours. Okay. Skin's not used to that. The other is, you know, there's this kind of old legend that you eat some chocolate and you get acne. And there's some validity to that, but you know, the validity lies within there are studies that show that high glycemic index diets, meaning mm-hmm. diets high in white, simple carbs can contribute to acne. Um, and then there so are- So that is true. Wait, 
Yeah. That, so okay. high glycemic index. So food. lots of flour, lots of. Yes. And, sh- and sugar. Red pasta, and sh- sugar. Okay. Yes, exactly. And then there's this whole like question about dairy because there right. are studies also that show that dairy and you know, like what yeah, are inflammation? Do? If it's about inflammation, it makes sense that dairy would be a Ex- culprit. Right. So I don't ever want to create an error or any context where somebody has disordered eating and they start yes, eliminating. So what I always tell my patients is, you know what, what's, what's a, a healthy diet is going to be good for your skin. Like, yeah, so just what, what you would eat for heart health, brain health, every other, that's what you should eat for your skin. So I am not a big fan of elimination diets for acne. Mm-hmm. And then the one little nuanced thing, which some teenagers may be doing um, a lot of these days is whey protein. So whey protein, which people put in shakes mm-hmm. that can cause acne. And a lot of people are doing that for like, you know, mm-hmm. um, nutritional shakes. Yeah. So that's something to consider. And of course, then there's just like your daily lifestyle, like the stress, the sleep, all of that. When that isn't kind of on point, your cortisol levels go up and cortisol levels are pro-inflammatory. So there mm-hmm. are these other more nuanced things, but it's also, it's always in the context of a proclivity or a tendency towards acne in general. Yeah. So my daughter recently said something when my mom asked her what she wanted for Christmas, one of the things that she wanted was a silk pillowcase. Mm -hmm. And she told me, she said, mom, it's good for your skin. So I'm wondering, is it? Um, I use a silk pillowcase. Your daughter, your daughter. <laughs> she's so um, ahead of it. She's so ahead of her time. Um, I and, and one of those like masks, and my kids laugh at me. But um, I use it for hair for purposes of hair health mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. Um, because I don't wash my hair every day. I wash it mm-hmm. like once a week, mm-hmm. uh, and it is definitely. I think it's better for your skin. Of course, yeah. it's, it's smoother. Well, and I'm thinking about my son who is 16 and I'm really daily working on not micromanaging him, which means I'm not going to go in there and change his sheets on the regular. Like that's really his job. So I'm wondering too, knowing that he does it less often than I would do it. If that is another, I mean, if the mask is a, is a situation for the skin, I'm wondering too, around that kind of environmental yeah. And like people, okay. Oh, then there's, you keep reminding me. Gosh, oh, you're so good. Thank you. You're like so the perfect good. host. You're like, <laughs> thank you. You're thank you me. Um, there's one more situation because the mask is actually um, uh, an example of what we call acne mechanica. And so Ooh. the typical exa- example of acne mechanica is the athlete who has pads or, you know, the sports bra, so it's frictional. It's this yes. frictional irritation on our skin. And so that's another form of acne that we see very, very regularly is acne mm-hmm. mechanica. And that's what the mask is as a result of as well. It's this like frictional, like ugh, nudge on your skin. Um, and so that that's a form of it. But yeah, I think that just kind of basic hygiene, basic healthy diet, these are things that are extreme. Like, no, remember, like, I want everybody to remember it, that TikTok people didn't go to medical school. And, yeah, you know, you. these are very basic things that aren't a hack and they're not like, you know, the newest trend. They're like just basic that mm-hmm. can really make a big difference in terms of your skin health. And I just want to say one thing as well. I, I think that people's self-esteem can be further harmed with acne because mm-hmm. of why they can filter it out. They can filter it out on the, on on, you know, yes, social media. Yes. And then they, they're like, Thank oh, it's gone. And they think that they look like that, but then they don't. 
So we really need to, um, my advice as a parent and as a mom and as a dermatologist is to just listen to your kids. They may not be talking to you about it, but pick up on cues. This is something that can really affect their self-esteem and it's so manageable and it's so normal. And, you know, like everybody goes through it to some extent. So how, but how do we talk about it? That's the, that's, I mean, I know myself, I, I, you know, it feels like this line, this like landmine, right? Where it's like, uh, I'm noticing it's not terrible. It's not cystic. It's just, but it is for my son. It's like right along the hairline. And I, I want to encourage him to keep up with, you know, all the things his sister is telling him to do. And I don't want to be like, Hey, I'm noticing all your zits. Yeah. I would, so the, the, the way to broach the conversation is about um, skin health as okay. opposed to the way it looks. Okay. And so to me, if you notice the cavity in your kid's teeth, you'd be like, we got to go get that filled buddy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that like you can't walk around with a cavity in your teeth because that means your teeth aren't healthy. Yeah. And so for me, it's about skin health. That's how I, you know, deal with it with my own children who have acne. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's not about, Oh my God, Kieran, that looks awful. It's Kieran. Acne means that maybe your skin isn't as healthy as it should be. And let's work on it. Let's get your yeah. skin. Like I like talking in terms of health. Yeah. I like that. Like your skin, like the indication, right? That acne is an indication on where this. Yeah. So, so something that, I mean, and this trips me up when I look for my own products, let alone thinking about my kids. So you're talking about the hormone surge and this overproduction of oil. So are any of our, do any of our teenagers have dry skin or are we really trying to manage this overproduction of oil? Like what, how do we know? Yeah, I think it's really important. So oftentimes people try and take matters into their own hands and they think that acne is a result of like dirt or, you know, something else. And so they start to scrub. And so like Mm -hmm. your biggest goal in life is like, Get rid of that freaking oil. Oh, listen, St. Ives, apricot scrub. I went berserko with that when I was a teenager. (laughs) You just like go into this overdrive when we really should be like, you know, looking at gentle cleansers, which we'll Mm -hmm. talk about some. Yeah. Um, Clean and clear definitely has a lot of great gentle cleansers Um, and cleansers that have the right ingredients for acne. Right. And so I think that the key is don't take matters into your own hands because what happens when people go into overdrive, they start scrub, rub-a-dub-dub and baby, that don't do anything good. Yeah. Is there a possibility that you dry out your skin so much that it's even more overproduction yeah. of so oil? Yeah, not only does that, so dry skin is a sign of skin barrier malfunction. It means your barrier isn't functioning properly. Your skin barrier's job is to lock water in and to keep irritants out. So you're hydrated okay. and not irritated. When your barrier is compromised, water evaporates out and the skin becomes very irritated. That's what happens okay. with dry skin. Yeah. So it means that you really need to um, work on repairing that barrier so that the skin has the ability to heal mm-hmm. and, and repair itself. So that's why using things, you know, there's a really, um, there's some great cleansers from Clean and Clear that are not medicated that, are, that have aloe in them you know, clean and clear aloe vera body wash and clean and clear aloe vera gentle cleanser. That's a perfect opportunity to cleanse the skin, use ingredients like aloe that are soothing and decrease inflammation. There's not specific ingredients that are helping acne, but they're helping your barrier. They're helping your barrier. So I think that's really important. Because my second tip on managing acne is to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. There's 
need to be this like 17 step routine where you're like, oh, I did this mask. And then there's this toner. And then there's like this serum. Like, I really think it's important to keep it simple. It should be cleansing medication. If medication is necessary, we'll talk about good ingredients and moisturizing. Yeah. And I just want to tell listeners that Dr. Mona is connected to Clean and Clear. She is a spokesperson for Clean and Clear. So she's going to bring up and I and I feel like, you know, I'm not alone in being a parent at Rite Aid looking at this wall of options. So I do appreciate that you can be really specific. And, you know, we all get to kind of play around like even Rowan, you know, hooked my son up with some products and they just didn't work for him. And so sometimes we get to try something out and find what works for us, but you will hear clean and clear in our conversation. So when we're looking at products ingredients wise, so we're keeping our kids in mind, we're looking at all the options. Yeah. Are there things that we definitely are red flags? And are there things that we want to make sure are a part of the product? Yeah. So if you're, let's just go through the different types of acne. If your okay. child has typical kind of whitehead, blackhead acne on their skin, mm-hmm. there are certain ingredients that can help with that um, before you even, you know, you can try before you even go to a dermatologist. Those would be benzoyl peroxide and Mm -hmm. salicylic acid. Okay. Okay. Those are great. Now, the reason I like those ingredients are because they're specifically um, ingredients that help to cut through oils. They help to target the bacteria that's involved with acne. So they're targeting the pathophysiology or the reason that acne is happening. I personally like that. I like benzoyl peroxide washes. Clean and clear has one. What's a wash? What does that mean? A wash? Is that different than like something that you would use in the shower or to wash your face at night? Okay. 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 Sorry. That's kind of a no brainer, but for some reason hearing you use that like language. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) Is a better word. Yeah. So clean and clear has one called Persa gel 10 and it has benzoyl peroxide 10%. Now the way I recommend patients use it is not to squirt the bottle onto your hands. It's to just do like a finger, tell your child to do fingertip to fingertip, apply it to his or her skin really Mm. in small amounts. So yeah, benzoyl peroxide, salicylic acid, short contact, like either in a cleanser or a lotion, those would be good. That's for whitehead, blackhead, acne. Okay. When we get into the deeper acne, the more inflammatory acne, the ones that you just want to pop. Oh yeah. Ones that are on the surface. The undergrounders that start, that's what we used to call them. Undergrounders are cysts. Those are okay. That's different. Okay. Inflammatory ones. Then you're kind of treading on that territory. Maybe it's time to see a, a dermatologist. Do we need prescription medication? Okay. Um, And then the deeper cystic ones, it's almost always you should be doing that because why? Because they can leave scars. And even though if your body naturally kind of like gets through the process of it, it can leave a scar. And the last thing you want is a long lasting like pitted acne scar because inflammatory acne and the cystic acne really truly are better suited with oral medications if they're not going away. Okay. And I know everybody that's listening, I know we all have our own relationship and experience and response to hearing, you know, any kind of conversation around medication. And, you know, you get to, you know, make your choices for your kids with your dermatologist. Um, But I'm appreciating, Mona, you being really clear on when 
you know, when it's time to go and see a dermatologist, because there's a, there's purpose there, right? Like there are things, you know, just like we talk a lot about when's it time to go to a therapist, Mm -hmm. right? Or go to the doctor when you see, you know, your, when it's out of your skill set, it's time to go see someone whose life, you know, and work revolves around skin health. So thank you for that. And thank you for pointing that out because you know what it is, Casey? I think that people think skin is like low stakes. Skin is an organ. It's not bloody and gutsy, but it's an organ like the rest of our organs. And people think it's low stakes. And they, they, um, you know, oftentimes we all are just like overwhelmed over, you know, prescribed. There's too many things going on. And we're like, okay, it's freaking acne. Like, who cares? Deal with it. You're going to get through it. It's not a big deal. But it is kind of, because if any one of our other organs were not functioning the way that they should be functioning, there's no way we would ignore it. Mm. And so Mm. it's really something that I try and impart, again, putting skin, skin health on an even playing field with the other biologic and physiologic parts of our body. Yeah. Are dermatologists, so, you know, like when you're looking for a therapist, you can kind of look them up and see what their specialties are, see who it is that they work with. Are dermatologists the same way? Like, are there people who specialize in adolescent skin and, and things like that? Yeah. So that's a great question, actually. I'm really glad that you asked that. There's, um, there's actually a group of dermatologists who are specialized. They're pediatric dermatologists, meaning that they deal with everything um, 18 and under. I'm not a pediatric dermatologist. I'm a medical dermatologist, meaning that, but I see patients from three zero to 110, you know, like, yeah. so, um, but there are, if you feel more comfortable going to a doctor that is a pediatric dermatologist, there are those. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to find a doctor that matches your child's personality. Yeah. Um, because we know that when there's some type of resonance personality wise, culturally, um, gender resonance, the outcome is going to be better. Your, your, your son or daughter is going to be much more likely to listen to what the dermatologist is saying. If he or she can relate to what they're saying. Um, so I think it's really important to kind of take the time to find somebody that vibes, that gels, that resonates because the outcome will inevitably be better. Are there places to go? Like, are there websites, places to go to locate who's local to your area and to get any kind of background? Yeah. So you can go on to the American Academy of Dermatology, www.aad.org. There's a tab for patients and there's a tab for doctors. And so for the patients tab, if you type in your zip code, up will pop a whole bunch of dermatologists with their designation and specialty. But um, you can also use good old Google. And then I think that it's really cool to just like pick up the phone, you know, like for example, I'm a woman of color. You guys can't see me because I'm on, we're on a podcast, but I'm a woman of color and I have a lot of patients who are black and brown who come see me Mm -hmm. because they can relate. I can relate, you know, like there's that cultural resonance. There's no reason for you not to pick up a phone and ask, you know, ask, does this person see kids? Does this person see a lot of acne? You know, those are questions that are totally fair and we get every day. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. 
I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. So going back to, I've got a kid, maybe maybe one of the listeners has a, a younger adolescent. When should, you know, my guess is, I have, a, I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say, but, you know, a lot of us don't kind of kick into gear until we start to see some changes happening in our kid's skin. When is a good time for kids, for parents to start to encourage, I mean... Of course, we're brushing their teeth for them when they're really little. When yeah. should we <laughs> when should we start to make sure that they have like a good skincare routine as far as their sweet little faces go? Well, I think that that's a really good question. And I think when they can start brushing their teeth, they should start washing their face and they should start applying their sunscreen. Um, and I, you know, because again, we're putting skin on the same playing field as any other organ and it's right. just about health. And that's how you keep your skin healthy. And even when you're a cute little, um, in your prepubescent, um, and there's no, you know, a gentle cleanser, that's okay. You're, you, you will be running around outside with your friends and buddies. And, um, so I think the question to that is I don't, I, I never wait until there's a problem. It should just be part of the daily routine because then it won't be as onerous to mm -hmm. implement. Then you say, okay, put on this medication or use this wash. It'll be second nature to them. You switch yeah. out your gentle wash for, you know, the benzoyl peroxide wash. Okay. No big, no NBD, like no biggie. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. I'm trying to think back like, well, what, what were we doing? It wasn't like my kids didn't watch their face, but it was more of like, here's a wet washcloth wipe your face. Yeah. Right. And that was the extent of it. But what I'm hearing you say is, you know, finding some, you know, a, like you said, a gentle cleanser, getting them in the routine of we brush our teeth, we wash our face. This is what yeah, we do in the morning. I, this is what we do at night. That's why I like washes like, you know, the clean and clear one that we were talking about, because we do it anyway. Yeah. 
what, you know, like, it's not like we're adding, we're asking you to do another step. It's just swapping something out. The other cute trick I like to do. So it's really funny. So my son has, um, you know, some whitehead, blackhead acne and I, um, we like do our routines together. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I'm, um, washing my face at night and putting on my retinoid for my wrinkles and he's washing his face at night and putting on his retinoid for his acne. And it's great. And like, we're like, yeah, we're like, Hey, yeah, we're doing our routine. So I think it's actually like, you know, it's good modeling for yeah. them to see you do it. And they do it kind of very with complete facility because they're just used to seeing me do it. Yeah. It's just a part of their, what they do. What yeah. about moisturizing lotion? Is that, yeah. tell me about that. Yeah. Okay. So remember that cream, so lotions and creams are not the same thing. Okay. Lotions start with L and they're lighter. Okay. Okay. Creams are heavier. So lotions are primarily water and mm-hmm. less oil. Okay. Creams are more oil and less water. So if somebody has a tendency to have um, dry skin, they're going to want to go with a cream. If somebody has um, oily skin, they're going to want to go with a lotion. But under no circumstance should you compromise the process of moisturization. It should be cleansing and moisturizing and sunscreen application should be part of like a daily routine. Mm -hmm. And so I like that. If you want a, if you want a moisturizer with an active in it that can help with acne, salicylic acid would be a great one. Again, clean and clear has one of those. Um, And so I think that salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide are good places to start, but cleanse, you know, taking out ingredients, taking out skin conditions, the actions of cleansing and moisturizing and sunscreen application are the basics to skin health. I love that. It's simple. I also love all these words that you're using. Listeners, you know that you can get into my show notes and my sweet daughter, Rowan, who writes my show notes, she listens to every podcast and writes out the show notes. She's, she's going to get to look up how all of these words are spelled. So Rowan, you're really earning your money this week. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, this makes me feel so much better in my own experience of supporting my son. My daughter seems to be doing just fine with all of this, but definitely with my son. You know, and you mentioned athletes, and I'm going to circle back around that because I do, Ian is a sports guy, he plays basketball, he gets really sweaty. Is there anything that you can share to consider just when you've got kids that are really active? And I mean, washing in the morning and night, is there... Should, like I'm watching him, you know, he just had a game the other night and I'm watching him all sweaty and then pulling his shirt up and wiping his face with his really sweaty shirt. And I'm, I mean, I, in the moment, honestly, I was not thinking about his skin, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of gross, but thoughts on that. I think <laughs> Should I get him his own little packet of towelettes? It, I mean, this is, this sounds actually really funny. And I'm just thinking about this. If I ever suggested this to my son, who's also a basketball player, he would be like, are you fucking kidding me? But like, <laughs> If, you know, instead of like scrubbing his, you know, like making, yeah. he, he just like kind of like dabbed his face, oh, it would good. actually probably be better because that's making it worse. But I like, you know, like, um, wipes, uh-huh. you could use wipes in those situations, not in the middle, like not <laughs> like, hey, coach. hold on. Let me get my wipes out. That would really go over well with him and his teammates. I think that they'd love that, but, um, but anyway, that would be really funny. Uh-huh. But after, like if he can't come home right away or if she yeah. can't come home right away. 
Yeah, I think I like the dabbing. Yeah, definitely the dab because we're we're like a scrubbing culture. We do it. We like do it like aggressively and scrub and like. It feels like yeah. It feels like we're doing something when we get our scrub on. I always tell my patients the only thing that that anybody should scrub, like you know, is like our dirty floors. Like we shouldn't be scrubbing our faces. Our skin is really gentle. I mean, it's fragile, and so yeah, dabs, baby dabs, Mm, baby dabs. Yeah, this was way I have to just I mean, I was looking forward to this conversation, but this was way more fun than I thought it would be. So thank you so much. It's really great to connect with you. And this information is so, so useful. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want parents that are listening to consider in the context of their teen skin? I just want you to know that, number one, this isn't something that you're in alone. There's tons of resources Um, there's no reason for you to be struggling with the stress of your child struggling with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and if, even if your child is kind of ambivalent towards it and doesn't really think it's a big deal, just talking to him or her about skin health and why this is a reflection of how they could, you know, their skin could be um, more healthy, I think would be great. And I think just keeping in mind that there are over the counter options, like Mm -hmm. don't be overwhelmed. Go, hopefully some of the suggestions we made will be helpful today. Go into the aisles, look for that benzoyl peroxide wash, look for that salicylic acid lotion. Um, and then if it's not helping or if you feel overwhelmed, this is why we trained. Dermatologists went to four years of med school, four years of residency. You know, so this is like what we did. Like this yeah. is why we're here. So I just, there's, there's much more serious problems in our world that aren't easily fixable. Don't make acne one of them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, I end all of my interviews with this question and I'm going to send it out to you. What does joyful courage mean to you, Mona? Um, What does joyful courage mean to me? I think that um, joyful courage means living, living your life kind of like unabashedly and honestly Mm -hmm. in every aspect. I love that. Be joyfully courageous and wear your sunscreen. <laughs> Where can people find you and follow your work? I love that. Thank you so much. So um, on Instagram, that's probably my biggest platform is um, at Mona Gohara, M-O-N-A-G-O-H-A-R-A, Derm Doc, D-E-R-M-D-O-C. Awesome. And we'll link that in the show notes. Thank you again. So great to spend time with you and have you on. Thanks. It was absolutely my pleasure. Have a wonderful evening. All right, we did it. We did it. Another super useful interview in the bag. I loved that conversation and I hope you took away value from it as well, my friend. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me at Casey at joyfulcourage.com. I do read every single email that comes my way. If you loved the show, please show your support by writing a review wherever you listen to podcasts or take a screenshot and post it on your social. You sharing helps us grow our impact. And that's the goal, right? World elevation. Thank you to the team at Sproutable for all of your backend help. And of course, Chris at podshaper.com for your stellar editing. Love you, man. And uh, yeah, I'm so honored and excited that you listen each week. We are all doing the best we can in the moment, people. That includes you. Have a beautiful, beautiful week ahead. 
see you on Thursday for another episode of the Becoming Sproutable limited series. Don't forget that that's happening here in the podcast feed on Thursdays. So check that out and I will see you next week. Bye. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.